Doc Rivers continues to time and time again not get it when it comes to getting. Oh! Let him play. You bet one one bone to win nineteen. I'm just, where? What site do you use where you can actually bet one buck? I, they let you do fifty cent bets. Oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally, like he dropped Superman down like the drain, comes out. Like, God damn it, Superman! <laughs> I don't know, honey. I don't know where he got that from. From Los Angeles, this is Dave in the City. Part of the Dit Cow Sports Network. Now, here's Dave Medina. Good evening, sports fans! And a pleasure to have you here for the big Dit Cow Football Show. Good to have you with us from the Dave in the City Studios at the home of champions, Southern California. Uh, one champion won today, the Dodgers victorious against the Braves. But uh, the story tonight is quite a few things. A couple of late breaking stories that we'll lead off with. Uh, number one in the world of football. Uh, Debo Samuel has requested a trade from the San Francisco 49ers, so that's huge. That's a big part of their offense. And so without Debo, it's going to be some tough sledding for the Niners if that if that does go to pass, they can't figure out a way to keep him. Um, and from basketball, Jay Wright announced his retirement tonight. So he will no longer be the coach of the Villanova Wildcats. That's big news. He's been there for a long time. Great career. And uh, with all that on the table, we're just going to do some potpourri tonight as we set up for our full draft preview next week with Ron in New Jersey. But tonight we'll have a shorter show. And let's bring in our guest for our shorter show. It is John in Connecticut. And John, it's so good to have you back with us. How's it going tonight? Hey, Dave. Yeah, good to be on and talk about a variety of stuff. Um, Certainly no shortage of slow news going on in the sports world at the moment. No, I'm I'm really impressed. I'm really surprised. Like I, I think you you can cover this from so many angles, and it's funny. I put in the title USFL, and honestly, by now I don't even know how much of a big deal the USFL part of this is going to be. I mean, good for them, but on the, the, the Debo news is big. The Jay Wright news is bigger. Where do you want to go first to, to to lead off tonight? Whatever you want, Dave. Well, I don't know. I mean. I guess we'll lead off with the Debo stuff because it's 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 a pretty serious story as far as the Niners are concerned. They had a nice run in the playoffs, and uh, and since this is a football show, I suppose we should probably lead off with football. But it is a very interesting spot. I I I think you figured there was going to be a big contract coming. I'm a little surprised that it's gone this way. I thought the Niners would have figured out a way to keep him. But um, if you talk about um, what they or what their options are at this point, what where do you see them going and is this? I mean, I'm not surprised at Debo's in, intentions here, but do you think the Niners can find a way to keep him at this point after what we've heard today? Yeah, it seems like it's a broken relationship at this point. Um, you know, I guess I was reading the the tweets and stuff that he was unhappy with playing like the extra role, the running back role. You know, they had him what take I wouldn't say at least like six to seven carries in some of those games towards the end of the year, and you know you can't blame him. He's, he's receiver but you're asking him to take the hits and like the wear and tear on your body like you're a running back just it adds up over time and he's a phenomenal player so I can't blame him for wanting to um you know get his get the bag and and get compensated for all this all that he's doing and um you know apparently the only Niners aren't he's not happy with that role um with the Niners and he just wants to play a true receiver role so he's looking to go to a team where where that can happen. And, you know, obviously it was a, a smart coaching decision by Shanahan uh, to use him in that way. But, yeah. um, you know, maybe not the best strategic uh, thing when you're dealing with a personality. Um, you know, so we'll see what happens. But at this point, my guess is that they're going to have to trade him. He seems he seems really unhappy. That's very interesting. I, I'm kind of surprised that he isn't happy with that role because he really is a superstar in that role. But maybe what he's concerned about is that his value as a receiver gets diminished by forcing himself to play partial running running back some of the time too. But man, that offense looks so good when they ran him that way. It's really too bad. Like I was really looking forward to another year of that. Yeah, don't, don't let's not talk about the playoff game again because I'm the, the <laughs> no, 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 I, 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 I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> it, it still gives me PTSD, Dave. <laughs> oh my god, just awful. It's the second year in a row now, the Packers should have won the Super Bowl, but in any event, um, you know what? They would be a great trade partner. They need a receiver, 
Um, but That's I true. doubt the Niners are going to trade that <laughs> trade him to, you know, a team that they could face in the playoffs. I'm guessing he could. They're going to trade him to an AFC team. Yeah. Um. So, so the Chiefs should be making a phone call. That's for sure. Yeah. If, good if call. I was their general manager. You know, I mean, yeah. they, they just lose Hill. Um, they signed uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling. I'm not sure he's going to make up for Tyreek Hill, mm. other than he can run fast. I mean, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. That's where the similarities begin and end uh, with him. Um, I don't believe they signed anybody else in terms of receivers. I'd have to check on that, but um, I don't I don't think they did. So that would be a good fit. I also saw the odds posted. Like you know how sports books are so quick on this stuff. Like as soon as like this broke, there's like you know. Oh, what are the odds on the next team for Debo Samuel? And they had like six teams listed, and the Jets were actually up there as one of the favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and they certainly could use could use a receiver. So there's a, there's lots of options where he could be traded. But I, I'm thinking more so in the AFC. I, I can't see them sending him to an NFC team unless the offer was just really really good. And honestly, like if the Packers want to overpay and give an extra draft pick for him, like yeah, go for it. I'll I'll, I'll take Debo on my on, on Green Bay. It would be a nice ad, and as we, you know, we were talking about how the Packers can be hit and miss with the run game too, and so that might even help if they wanted to. If and I don't know if Lafleur would really go for that kind of offense. What do you think? Do you think he would adjust his offense? Yeah, no, I think that's a kind of a just maybe in the playoffs kind of thing mm-hmm. for you know how many carries. But Shanahan was doing that week after week after week towards the end of the season. Yeah, I have to go look at the game logs, but I want to say like every week the second half of the season they were he was being used in that role. I want to say with a new team, it would probably be a very, very like package specific thing, um, okay. and and certainly, you know, like playoff time. That'd be my guess anyway. Because if he doesn't want to do that role, uh, that's probably the only time that he would accept doing it. Basically, yeah, one hundred percent. So, it's it's a big story, and I think wherever he goes, it's going to be a big boost for their offense. I think he's he's terrific in both capacities. That's the thing we were talking so much about what he can do with Endorans, but. As a just as a receiver, he's very good at, as as a receiver. Like so, I, I, it's no, it's not a surprise that you're excited to get him as a Packer fan. And any other team would be excited. Like the Jets, like that'd be a huge boost for the Jets. That'd be great for the Jets. It'd be terrific if Wilson could. Yeah, pass. they they certainly need as much talent as they can get. Yeah. Um, you know, I I guess you know we'll see what happens with the draft. But yeah, mm-hmm. he he would fit really well with Jets. Yeah. That's a good spot. That's a good spot. So we'll keep we'll keep you up to date as far as Debo. That's a big name. So, so folks, if we if we do get an update next week before our draft coverage with Ron, um, we will tell you that as we lead off our our, our draft show next week. So, uh, stay tuned for that. Obviously, if you want to stay up to date with what, when we were on, you can always catch us at Dickcow on on Twitter. So um, then let's see. I mean, the USFL stuff. Yeah, I mean that is that is what I meant to lead off with, but. It's, I think it's an interesting. It, it's it's fine. I think the USFL in we can general. Talk about it, Dave. What's that? You want so to? We can talk. We can talk. A little okay, about cool, it. cool. Okay. So yeah, they had a very good opening weekend. It was three million people watched the first telecast of the weekend, and two million watched the second one on. I believe that's that was on Sunday. So a great job out of them. You know, they don't have the same kind of marketing, a pizzazz that the XFL, whether it was one point or two point had, but. Uh, but I think you could say they did pretty well for themselves. Is it a sustainable league? That's a question that needs time to answer. Like we were wondering about that with AAF, and then they folded. XFL looked like they were on their way until the COVID, until COVID hit. Really, so I think I would give the USFL a chance. Like, what, where, where, how did you? What was your takeaway from the opening weekend, and where it could go from there? Yeah, I mean, I'm all for more football, so I'm a fan of leagues like this. Um, yeah, the AAF we just had. Bad, bad financial problems, but yeah. the football wasn't. I think the the quality of the football for all three of the most recent leagues are very comparable, at least in my from you know the first week of, of all three of them. Um, you know, in the XFL, I, I would argue would still be going right now if not for COVID, and obviously they're trying to start up again next year. Mm-hmm. So, if the USFL is to survive, you're going to have it going in direct competition with the XFL next year in the spring, which will be very interesting. I. I do not think there's there's a market for two of these leagues at the same time. Mm. So we'll see what happens with that. Maybe the XFL will do something like um, they'll play like they did a the, uh, couple of years ago. They'll play right after the Super Bowl through now, and then like, the USFL takes over through the summer, and then you know you're right into training camp. So it's basically like 12 months of football. But I don't know. We'll <laughs> have to see how that plays out. Um, but 
Yeah, I think, you know, I read that the Fox has like an equity in the league. So it's all about like broadcasting and, and TV numbers. As you, as you probably saw, like the only game that had a crowd was the Birmingham game because mm-hmm. they're, the games are all being played in Birmingham. It's being, it's a, well, obviously the Birmingham team is going to have local fans there. And as you saw, like it had a pretty good crowd. I think they had like 15,000 or 17,000 or something like that, which is pretty good for the spring league. Um, but the rest of the games were just, you know, a couple hundred people there. I think the attendance will get a little better for some of those other ones as, as maybe the as it, as it goes on. But really, it's a made-for-TV thing at this point. Um, and especially, it was kind of smart, too, because, you know, you don't know what the COVID situation is, and it, you can kind of keep a bubble that way at one um, in one location. And you're also keeping, like, travel costs down, having, you know, to fly teams and players and equipment uh, back and forth between all these cities. So I think it's it's kind of a smart thing for the first year. I know I know it's a little awkward to see basically no one in the stands. But like I said, it's it's basically just a, a TV like inventory thing. And like you said, Dave, I think the ratings were were pretty good for the two games that were on broadcast TV. The first game got like you said three million, and then the Easter Sunday game got two million. Um, so yeah, I, I watched uh, some of it, and it's funny. So I was like, I remember from the first, from these other leagues before, like the scoring is really low to start off because just the offense don't, they don't really gel. And, you know, the, the players aren't of a great quality. They're not NFL caliber players. I mean, some of them might end up, you know, getting training camp shots or like backup slots or whatever. Um, so you're like, all right, we're going to go with defense and bet all four unders. So I parlayed all four unders. And of course, the very first game, like was for, you know, this kind of league was an all offensive explosion 28 to 24 Ooh. and the remainder of the games all easy unders mm. so, so of course if it wasn't for that first game would have hit the parlay <laughs> of all four unders so now i went to look for this week's lines and they're just like significantly even lower than they were last week i don't right. even know if I can do it they're like i think the highest one is like 41 or 40 i don't know if, i don't even know if i can do it on that i think there'll probably be a game that that goes over that i, I just don't know which one it is but um yeah my impression i mean i'm all for spring football and i think it you know Like I said, I think they have like the funding for uh, two to three years and we'll see if they expand into like the home markets of the the SID teams next year. Um, But I thought it was interesting. I don't know what your, and I think it's, I think it's a good thing. I don't know what your, what your opinion on it is. I do think spring league in, as on a macroscopic level is a good thing. Absolutely. It's good for developmental It's a good developmental league for some players. It gives people a chance to play more football. I think it's a great call. It's a good, the AAF was specifically designed to be a developmental league. So I think if it works in that function, players will have a chance to get better. If they were missed by the draft, they need just more time, more seasoning. It's really good for that. And I think, the, I think the, goal, the goal for any of these leagues is to get players, more players to the NFL and I think if they do, if even just a handful of players, that the league is a success from in my eyes. So um, they just need some consistent, consistent support. I think the XFL, as you mentioned, was already on its way to that. So um, it's unfortunate they have to start the XFL again. I feel like pick a lane and then like let that one be the one like why do we have to have them both like going at each other's necks like it yeah that, I, I don't know how that's gonna work out and it's interesting like these leagues are always fun to see like you know which has been coaches they bring out of nowhere yeah uh, <laughs> to coach these teams <laughs> um so in the usfl no one hasn't seen it you have jeff fisher yep. is coaching the michigan team and sure <laughs> enough they shit the bed in their first game on sunday <laughs> on easter but the the funniest part is that he was go- they were going up against Houston, which was coached by Kevin Sumlin. So wow. it's like, oh my god, like what a matchup that was. <laughs> um, and then uh, you have um, New Jersey was coached by Mike Riley, who's he's been around forever. You know, coached Oregon State, he coached in the NFL. I think he coached in the spring uh, one of the AAF teams. I think he was the coach of um, uh, Birmingham. Was coached by Skip Bolt, who was just in college for a number of years and just got fired Not about him wow <laughs> yeah louisiana tech yeah so like you know he was actually a guy like i was like okay like this guy you know he had a bad year and they got rid of him like he could still be coaching in college football um someone i mean arizona was just absolutely dreadful <laughs> their last year with him i think what they were one and eleven or two and it was really really bad yeah. so but hey you know good for him for i guess it's, it's a different change of pace coaching like professionals compared to college because hey they won their first game so we'll see what happens but 
And then Fisher, like that's just, I mean, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how the season goes on with him. But those are like kind of the four most high profile coaches. They had some other guys like um, one was like a, a, a lifer assistant. I wasn't familiar with him. Um, I forget his name, but he coaches the Pittsburgh team. And the other night, like they literally would refuse to throw the ball, which would make sense because he was a running backs coach. So that's a team I think you want to bet against the rest of the year, the Pittsburgh team. Because they, they couldn't do anything on offense. And they were just, just – it was like third and eight, and they're running a draw play. It's like, dude, like, this, is, this isn't 1985. Like, you know, throw the throw the football. Like, what, are you, what are you afraid of? It's a, it's a stupid spring league. Like, come on, just, like, open up the playbook a little bit. Um, and there were, a few, there were a couple others. I forget the – I forget who was coaching them. But, yeah, it's always interesting to see. And then in the, the new XFL, we're bringing back Bob Stoops and, uh, you know, Jim Hazlitt. Um, I've, and then I saw there's like some ex-players that are that are that have never really coached before, like you know uh, uh, Anthony Becht and uh, oh gosh uh, Rod Woodson and Heinz Ward is going to be a coach. What? So yeah, yeah, oh it, it, it's it's definitely a different kind of thing. <laughs> I could see them, you know, they're going for more of this like the name brand recognition than I guess the USFL did um, with their coaching hires, but. It's just it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. So yeah, it's kind of fun to see the, the spring wars. But yeah, I'm all for the spring football, and I'll definitely keep following uh, keep following it over the, the remainder of the season. Yeah, it it should be fun. Like you said, it's also gambling inventory, so that's always one thing to have fun with. Oh, absolutely. Like I I saw people in New York were pissed off because the, the for some reason the the state didn't approve to have the games wagered on. So like each individual state has to approve you know to have it on like the the sports books and you know where i live i was lucky enough that they they did that but i guess in new york they didn't so um people people there couldn't unfortunately bet money on the on the usfl this weekend but yeah you're right it's just it's just more more gambling and tv inventory which you can't can't complain about honestly I i didn't compare the tv ratings but i imagine that three million for the first game was very comparable to the nba playoff numbers on saturday and they said the NBA playoff numbers were pretty good. I think they were right around two million for whatever was on that. Yeah, so it was the same or more then. So yeah, pretty good. Go. Yep. The one who's getting killed here is baseball, but we all knew that by oh, now. Oh God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's just. I know. Yeah. I, I wish Andy was here for his uh, his, his rants on on uh, robot pitching and you know <laughs> the 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 the, <laughs> the beep boop beep boops and the openers and the whole bit. I always. Love when he gets on those rants, oh, but um, it's great. Yeah, it's great. I, I don't. Yeah, they're 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 definitely hurting. I I saw a, a picture on Twitter earlier. There's literally like 200 fans at the Oakland A's game. It's sad. <laughs> I guess they're going to be moving to Vegas soon enough. I, I'm, that's what I'm hearing, right? Is that is that accurate? I don't have a beat on that. Unfortunately, I that's a great question. I wouldn't. I mean, that sound. I'll take your word for it. Like I've been kind of disconnected from baseball, to be honest. Like more than normal i should say um if that's where they're going i'm sure that's makes well, sense. it's not official but i just see i've read like there's rumors and whatnot okay yeah there have been there have been swirling rumors about the a's for a long time like well, the one thing that seem people seem to know is that they're not going to keep playing at the coliseum because it's old it's it's old like i've been there like it's yeah, it's like it's decrepit yeah. <laughs> at this point yeah so I figure if the Vegas sounds as sensible to me as anything else, the Raiders are already there. So I guess. I mean, Vegas is, is a place to be. I mean, you yeah. got an NHL team. Mm-hmm. You know, you got uh, an NFL team now, the Raiders. Uh, UNLV is there, and they play in that stadium. It's it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, there's isn't there rumors about an NBA team maybe? So I, mean, I don't know. Have... I mean, that that's always on the table. And then you mentioned yeah, the, the and... call. College tournaments too, like like a bunch yeah, of them. yeah, that's right. Yeah. College basketball playing tournaments there yeah. all the time. Um, I saw they're building a new arena for for God knows what. I mean, it, you know, it's just an explosion of of things in in Vegas. So I could easily see MLB going there. I mean, it's like the the barrier of like, oh my God, we can't have pro sports there is like gone now. Yeah. So yeah, basically any any sport wants to get in. No, it, it, it's that was a long time coming. I, I'm I'm happy for that. Like it's silly to even go on that a tangent like well that's there's a conflict of interest like really i don't think so like i don't really see the big deal of that about that so uh yeah no that's a good i i i'm I'm just for the a's sake i hope they do find some other place to play because like i it's a cool franchise it's very obviously very cheap franchise but i like them so hopefully they find somewhere to play um 
Good, but that's a pretty good observation, though. All, all in all, like I think that'll be really cool. Um, let me see. What else were we talking? About? Oh, speaking of basketball, Jay Wright news today. Man, that's a that was a whopper. Like I, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, where's Tommy when we need him? I know, I know. We we should have <laughs> Tommy in here. Let me. I, <laughs> probably too late by now, but he's probably busy with the kids and the kid and everything. But but still, you're right. Like it's what a end of an era. End of an era. He was he was a good coach. I got to tell you, he was he was very good, and he got the most out of Villanova for what felt like twenty years. I don't know how long he was there, but a long time. Two championships, at least two, maybe even three. Yeah, two, I think, and yeah. then uh, multiple Final Fours. Yeah, I, mean, I remember early on in his career, like I want to say in the late two thousands. You know, there was the thing on him as well. He can't he can't win the big game. They can't win the, in the tournament. He did. They did flame out a number of times, but then. Mm-hmm. They just kept at it and kept at it and, you know, upgraded their talent and just, you know, he, he has the right system and he, and he coached them up. And, um, you know, I, I like to say people think Villanova is like this easy job to recruit to and coach to, and maybe he sets that in, in place going forward for the next guy. But um, I don't think it's that easy. So I, I think people will really look back fondly on, on his career uh, in, in a number of years after, after he's gone. And I saw, they already named his successor, some guy from Fordham that I guess was one of his assistants. Um, I have to pull up his name. Uh, I, I, I don't remember, but um, I did see they already have a, a succession plan in place. So this might've been in the works for a little, for a little while. Mm-hmm. Well, that, I think you're, I think that's very much, that's very much true. And um, now if you, th- if you're saying that, then I think I know the answer you're going to this, this following question. And so when somebody retires suddenly like that, I always, I do always think in the back of my head, is there some kind of recruiting violation that we, that no one knows about yet that's about to be announced? You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. What do you think? You think that might be on the table? It's, it's interesting. Oh man. Yeah. I don't know. That's, uh, that's, that's a tough one to answer. I'd like to think he retired just on his own his own accord and just like is kind of burnt out with his job or wants to spend more time with his family, whatever, you know, whatever reason wants to play more golf. I already saw the, um, he's going to get some, some kind of media job. I think he'd be pretty good at that. So, um, you know, he'll be on like on the CBS, you know, panel with, uh, maybe not with like Barkley and, and those guys during the tournament, but like during the, the course of the regular season and whatnot, they'll have him as like a studio studio guy or something or wherever he goes but yeah. that that seems like that's gonna need to move at this point so i think i think he'll do a pretty good job with that i think he's made for television he's gonna be great if he goes that route. it was and andy likes to say he's got like the the slick hair yep. he's like always oh, dressed well he's sorry he's perfect for television already right off the bat yeah i couldn't agree more that's what i'm rooting for but there's that scepter or specter known as the NBA where he could end up going. And you're going to hear a lot of rumors in the next week or so about him going to the Lakers. The Lakers have a coaching vacancy. <laughs> He'd be crazy. To take I know that job completely agree. Could not agree. Yeah, I completely agree. Did you that. see that they want, or the rumor was they want Mark Jackson or I don't know who's floating that room. Dude, if they get Mark Jackson, I'm just going to stop following the team for a year. Yeah. Like I, I can't yeah. deal with that. He's, he is a, he is a clown. He is a clown. Like I, no, no, that's just that's not. Yeah, he couldn't win when they had at the Warriors, and they had right. They had Curry and and Clay Thompson at that point, right? I, I'm not wrong. They had all these. those guys and yeah. Draymond and whatever, whatever. Yeah, and they, they couldn't win. And then Steve Kerr is like they had the like the best regular season in in history. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. If, and I mean, they and the Lakers are still going to have LeBron. And AD and Westbrook is is still under contract. Yeah, right? or, I think there's they, if they don't move him, he would. It, well, they got to though, right? I mean, how could you run that back? I know, I know. I've been saying that. I'm gonna sound like Cap. I've been saying that for weeks. They gotta they gotta find a way to move Westbrook, even if it means getting John Wall. I mean, it's just not sustainable. Like it, he's not good for the team. And I me- I messed up. I thought he would be good for the team. I'm just a clown. I, I I really thought, oh, you know, he'll put up the stats, but you still got LeBron. No, that guy's that guy. I don't want to say cancer. That's a strong word, but he's certainly not a guy that makes his team better. If anything, he makes his team worse because he's like always taking terrible shots. Um, I don't want to get too deep into that, but but clearly they do have to move him. So you're absolutely right about that. So yeah, that's just a that's just a shit show. 
Jay Wright would be very wise to stay out of there. That's not worth it. Not a good call. So, yeah, TV, hopefully that's where he ends up. If not TV, who knows? I'm not sure. Maybe he will be on. Maybe we'll be coaching somewhere I'm just not ready. I'm not prepared for. You just never know. You never know. Um, I mean, did we, like, if it were, like, two months ago, would you have expected Joe Buck and Troy Aikman to leave Fox? Never. Right? It's it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy how fast things happen. And they did announce today that the Sunday night crew is officially Tariko and Collinsworth. And then I forget who they replaced Michelle Tafoya with. Mm. It was not, you know, it was a female reporter, but mm-hmm. I forget the name. Captain um, But yes, it's uh no, oh, I, okay. I don't think it was her. Okay. Um it, it but it was Tariko and, and Collinsworth for sure. So that that'll make a lot of people uh, not very happy. App, Andy well, is not well, going to be happy season. with that. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not going to be happy about that one. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, Tariko is okay. Like I don't, he just doesn't elevate like a, right. a big game. You know what I mean? Like, like Al would, or even Joe Buck. I know people hate Joe Buck, but like when Joe Buck and Aikman come on the screen, it's like, all right, this is going to be a good game. Exactly. You know, like yeah. it just, it, it just elevates that the game with them being there. Like Tariko doesn't do that in my nah. opinion. No. Nah. I don't even like him in golf coverage. Just give you a feel for that. And technically, you know, you would think that golf would be fine because it's laid back and everything. He just doesn't do anything for me. Like, I've heard him on... If you ever drive... I don't know if you have Sirius, but I have Sirius XM. And I'm driving around. Like, I'm trying to keep up the date on... I think it was a Masters at that point. So, uh, I wanted to go step out and get something, I don't know, to eat or whatever. And I was listening to the coverage on the radio. And he was doing... He was doing play-by-play for the Matt for the PGA Tour radio. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's like why? Like this is so boring. Like I didn't want. It. Hey, that's hard. Like, golf on the radio is tough to begin with, and then when you add, add him in there, yeah, that's that's rough. I know. So we're gonna have a challenge on our hands come football season. There's no doubt. So yeah, like the first game of the year, it's gonna be Rams and whoever. I don't know. The schedule will come out probably after the draft, but yeah. it's like, all right, here we go. It's you know, instead of, of Al and you know Al and Chris, here here's Mike Tirico and Chris, and it's just mm. it's gonna be it's gonna be an adjustment for sure. It, it, you know, yeah. it'll be interesting to see what the um, the Thursday night schedule looks like on Amazon. Like if uh. they pulled any influence to get like better games or something. So wait, can we just step back on that? So we have is Al doing that? Because that was the yes, rumor. It's at, yep. It's he is Alan in fact doing Herb yeah. Street okay. is doing the Amazon right. Thursday night okay. games. Right, right. Just double checking that. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Uh, no, it's a good. It's a good. It's a good combo. I, I. Granted, they've never worked together, so I'm not sure how that's going to play out. But, but at least on paper, it's a good combo. So I think Al can carry anything basically. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think so. Too. And you know, and Kirk is like, he's not like he's not like an obnoxious kind of, kind of analyst. Like he. He's not he's not technical compared to some of the other analysts in my opinion, but he he, he has a feel for the game. Um, so I think I think they'll do fine. Yeah, it's it's a good upbeat personality, but without like the smarminess that you would get with Collinsworth, you know. So it's kind of like a little bit kind of the best of both worlds. I've always been a fan of his, um, and he's got a good sense of humor too. So I, I'm a, I'm a, I hope that goes well for him. Um, Amazon Prime Video is good. I mean, I have Amazon Prime Video. I think you do too, right? Pretty much everybody does it. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of one of those deals where like like everyone in the family buys one of them and then we all just bum off each other. Oh, sure. That makes sense. Easy easy way to do it instead of spending like, I mean, like the streaming cost these days is like you're almost almost up to more cable as if you have this stuff together so yeah. that's why like if you know so if i get netflix and my sister gets amazon and then like my mom would buy who like hulu and then like we all just share it and then you know that's that's the way to do it so yeah i i have i have access to that now very very keen strategy i'm very curious since i i'm now like doing a show on twitch as you know um twitch is owned by amazon so i wonder if they're going to simulcast the amazon prime video game on twitch as well i think it, it if they if they had the world with all to do it, I think they should because that would be a really easy way for me to get to it. Because <laughs> I'm over <laughs> there a lot anyway, so it seems like it's a natural idea. So um, it, it would be. It, I honestly, it's a. Tr- I think they could. I think they should do it. 
I think they have been doing it. They were doing that for the Fox Thursday game. I think they had some arrangement to do it, the, the simulcast on Twitch, and it was cool. Like, I was like, nice. I can, I can just jump over here and see how they're doing, blah, blah, blah. The quality's very good. Like, it's like it's almost, it's basically the same as YouTube TV. Pretty much the same. Like, the frame rate's great. Is it, is it 35 seconds behind, though? Oh, yeah, about, oh, yeah. It's about the same. It's about the same. <laughs> That's, like, the most annoying thing. Like, yeah. you can't, for me anyway, because I like to follow, like, the social media while I'm watching the game and mm -hmm. I always have to keep like the feed a minute or two like down so I, I it's not spoiled what's happened like on the on the television it's, it's annoying and then like you know you, like, you tweet something about a play that happened like three plays ago it's like you're so late about what happened uh, in the game that's the one annoying thing about streaming TV but, like True. someone who has cable will text me like oh my god I'm like you asshole I haven't seen it yet like don't <laughs> don't text me during the game I, I don't I, know if you've experienced that before <laughs> No, I have, and I've, and and I, you know, once in a while, I would watch a game on the antenna, and then I would be, I would be the perpetrator sometimes. Like one time, coach, I text, oh my god, did you see that play? He's like, don't text me during the play. I didn't stole. <laughs> it's like I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Oh yeah, yeah, like you know, when I go visit my family, so like we have the the streaming in the our main living room, but in the kitchen we have a little TV that's on an antenna. And like you're, it's literally like three plays ahead. So like, if you can hear people in the kitchen yelling or, you know, like, oh my God, or, you know, or touchdown, it's like, oh my God, what's going to happen now? Like you get, it's like a, it's an instant spoiler. So it's like, all right, I, I'm not even gonna watch, why am I bothering watching the game? I'm just going to go crowd around the little TV in the kitchen. Cause like everyone's just going to yell anyway in there. So it's a, it's, it's, it's an interesting dynamic for sure. When, you know, you have company over when you're trying to watch a game, it's like, all right, we all just end up and front of the 10 inch tv in the kitchen because no one <laughs> is you know spoiling uh spoiling the uh the plays from there from the people in the main in the main room yeah i hear that i hear that that's frustrating like i wish the delays were smaller it might be a little smaller on twitch versus like regular amazon t amazon prime video but i can't say um it is you know you maybe they can reduce it a little bit um we'll see we'll see i just don't know how it all works like i i know that like when I do a Twitch stream, like the sandwich show, like when I say something, most people like get it maybe five to 10 seconds later. That's really good. Like that's really good. Late. That's that latency is pretty low, but I'm curious as to whether they can translate that off for football for whatever reason. Maybe there are extra delays. As you know, they add, they purposely add a seven second delay so that people who, if they end up cussing, they can, they can bleep it out. Um, so I don't know. That's a, that's a hell of a question to be honest, but It'll be, but the nice thing about that Amazon package is that there's going to be so many ways to get to it. Like you can get it on Amazon Prime Video on the app, on the phone, on the iPad, and as I mentioned, if they simulcast on Twitch too, that's even that gives even more people a chance to watch it. It's like there's a lot of different ways you can get to that game, so that's really cool. Unless you're old Mongo, then you're gonna call Mike and ask him what, what channel. It's on. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you see Mike today? Like, so he goes to post his podcast link. And he just tweets a screenshot of the, of like the of his like his logo in Apple. It's like the, and with the the, the three dots circle, it's the funniest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Instead of actually tapping the three dots to like have you know do your sharing tools, he just takes a screenshot of it with the three dots circle. <laughs> the, the, oh my the gosh! Podcast on Bet Rivers. Have you listened to it? I haven't. I can I... only imagine. It's bad. Don't listen to it. How long is it? It can't be longer than like a half. It's only hour, about an hour, hour, I think, or so, maybe less. Yeah. yeah. Is, is he? Does he have guests, or he's just rambling? He, on he does. <laughs> he does have guests. He had Jay Wright on actually, just a few days. Like, oh my god! Well, yeah, there you go. true story. I think he was on one of the shows like recently. It yeah. Mush, mush Jay Wright into retirement. <laughs> no man, it's 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 ridiculous. Like it. He starts off the show like he's on his old radio show and he does this like 10 to 20 minute long long. It's like, Mike, this is not the radio. Like you don't need to put on, go for 10 minutes talking by yourself. Like that's not interesting. <laughs> oh my God. I, uh, I don't know. I, I haven't listened to it yet. I bet it's just a train wreck. It's does he pretty give out, bad. Because like, it's a, you know, a sports book sponsors it. Does he do any like betting segments or anything? That's what I heard. I I don't know. Like some people who are who have listened to more of it might know. I assume I would think so. I would think so, but I truly have no idea. All I know is that he does this shot. It's pretty dry. Like he doesn't have like jingles or anything. He just kind of just comes and starts talking. Yeah. He it's has amazing. his like monologue thing, and then 
he'll bring on a guest and and uh, obviously you can't do calls on a podcast so there's no calls but uh, which was like 90% yeah. of the reason people listen to Mike. Like, it, 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 Right. No one listened for his opinions. It was just for the stupid callers that would call in and his reactions to it. <laughs> no, one listened for, no one listened for his interviews with uh, Joe Girardi and Eli Manning every every Monday. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it's amazing, like, the career arc between him and Dog after they, they split. Mm-hmm. So you've seen, you probably have seen the clips. Dog is on first take. Yes, I, I, I just found out about that. It's so crazy. Yeah, it, honestly, it's the perfect show for him, and mm-hmm. like, it's, it's hilarious. I don't, I don't watch it. I, just, I love watching the clips though. Like, I don't watch the show, but you know, when the two or three minute clip comes up, I, I love watching it. They, that is, that is just the absolute perfect show for him to be on. So he's, he's everywhere. Mm-hmm. He's on there. Like, does he still do MLB Network? I know he was on there for a while doing doing whatever and then he has his, his serious xm show so he's he definitely got the better of the 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 split between them two he's flying and i'll tell you this i was on my phone and you know if you if you remember the news about uh, clayton kershaw getting pulled after having a per- seven perfect innings that's a, that's a stupid that's a terrible decision i should mention but look i get i mean the beep boop stuff that's where the beep boop just goes too far it's like come on guy like he's playing he's pitching great like just let him but anyway so dog got a huge rant about it on the first take thing i get a message to my thing on my phone like a notification from espn like christopher mad dog mad dog gets fired up about it. i just like it's mind-blowing to me that he would be in an espn thing i just never would have conceived that 10 years ago it's so wild. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I, he, he honestly, like I said, it's like the perfect show for him to be on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hilarious. And Stephen A. Smith is plays the other role perfectly. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely good stuff from him. Like, Mike, Mike is just he he mailed it in so long ago. And clearly, <laughs> like you, you know, the only thing he can do is like an hour long podcast. You know, you might as well be you, Dave. Like, you might as well be the Dave Medina show on Bet Rivers. Seriously. <laughs> It's so funny you say that because Junkie was on the Discord today, like our the new Discord, the TMF alumni Discord thing we do. And he said, well, it took a long time, but finally Dave has better ratings than Junkie. <laughs> I mean, than, than Mike, I should say. Oh. You know what? You probably, honestly, you probably do. I'd love to see the listenership <laughs> to that podcast. Seriously. He's, oh. he's just... Hey, you know what? He made he made his money over the years. I guess he's entitled to do whatever the hell he wants. But yeah. you know what, man? Like retire with some grace, I guess. You know, just it's just you know, he, it's just he's kind of embarrassing for him. He's Willie Mays in the Mets. That's he's Joe Namath <laughs> yeah. on the Rams. He's like that. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. Like he had to retire two times. Remember that? Like not once, but twice on on FAN, and it just it's it's embarrassing now. And then he had the app that was like eight ninety nine that had to, <laughs> had to pay for to to hear God knows what like oh, was, what well I mean what business manager business strategy was, was that that was just ridiculous atrocious just goes just goes on and on with him since like two thousand and since he retired basically yeah. really the last few years as a fan he was he mailed it in clearly yeah but, I mean yeah, just him on Twitter is so it's just so. <laughs> It's so, it's yeah, so it's ridiculous. hilarious. It really is. Like I'm just like, he didn't want to do it. He was he's above it. And then like once he stopped going off the air, it's like he couldn't man it. He just he it was eating away at him that he couldn't like he didn't have a platform. So he just right. started doing tweets, and his tweets are so outrageous. Like <laughs> it's crazy. yeah. He's like so late on like something big will happen like two days before and they don't <laughs> go on like with this this statement of of. It's like Mike, you you missed the your two news cycles late with this one, buddy. Like, <laughs> you know, just yeah. You, know, oh. you know, get get with the you know. We gotta. It's 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 an instant platform. Like you have to share your thoughts immediately and like actually respond. Like I don't think I've ever seen him like respond to somebody in replies or respond to anybody else on there. It's just him going on there talking into the void, basically. Yeah, one hundred percent. So. Yeah, I, it just gives you a feel for you know age is not the necessarily the, the the limiter in this situation. Like dog is about the same age, and he's doing great. So some people are just lost, and Mike I think is yep. one of those. So it is what it is. Good luck to him, I guess. So um, I guess that's about it. I mean, anything else you wanted to bring up before we go? Oh, no, RBC Heritage is great. I should mention like it's like way yeah, we better. Can talk juice. a little. Yeah. Talk a little golf. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk Did some you golf. Walk- 
how much did you watch of the final round? A, a good amount. Like, in probably the everybody's last nine holes I saw. Yeah. It was a lot of okay, juice. Okay, yeah. And that, that tournament delivers every yeah. year. I mean, you know, the course is set up so, you know, there's a lot of uh, chasers coming from behind. I mean, in, in numerous years, um, you've had someone come off the lead to win. And it was just crazy because you had like five or six people in the course of that round that you thought were, were going to win, you know, right off the bat, like Van Royen gets off to this really hot start. He's like four under through six holes or something. And he takes the lead and then he ends up falling apart. Uh, I think Cam Young had the lead at one point through nine holes. I think he was five or six under, and then he falls apart on the back nine. Uh, Sepp Straka t- drains a putt on 17 to tie the lead. And then he, he couldn't, he hits it in like the native bushes on uh, off the green on, or the marsh really, off the green on 18. So he blows his chance. And then Shane Lowry, oh my God, I could not believe it. On the 14th hole, he, he had been playing great. Like he, I think he had, didn't have any bogeys in his last like 20 something holes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he did get out of trouble on some of those, um, on some of those uh, holes where he was out of play with his tee shot. He like, you know, chipped out and was on the green, but he was making pars. So he comes to the 14th hole, like 14 under with a two shot lead. And he's, he's left off the tee. And then there's this pond behind the green and he chips it just a little too hard and he doesn't have enough spin on it. I saw this. And it just trickles down the slope and you mm-hmm. think it's about to stop, but it just keeps going and going and just barely goes over the, the edge into the water. And he ends up making a double bogey. And of course he can't, he can't get it back the rest of the the rest of the round. The last four holes, he had some birdie putts. And he couldn't couldn't get it, and that was disheartening because I I had a bet on him at twenty to one win, and I thought like he just pars in, he's going to win the tournament, and he and he finds the water there. I think uh, Mike also had the same. I don't know what his odds were, but I know he had Lowry to win, so that was that was tough. Oh really? That's then, right. Um, oh man, poor Mike. Yeah. He's... Yeah, but then it ends up like Jordan Spieth finishes. Uh, I mean, he finished like an hour and a half ahead of all the leaders. And you're thinking, oh, there's no way that score is going to hold up. You know, he, he, he birdies 18 uh, and finishes at 13 under. And you're like, oh, there's no way this is going to happen. But like, then I just mentioned like contender after contender after contender, just completely just, you know, shit the bed on the back nine um, and, and couldn't get the job done. Except for Patrick Cantlay birdied the 17th to, uh, to he was just kind of hanging in there all day. And um, he finally got a, a putt to drop on the 17th. That was a brilliant iron shot. And he, he gets the putt to drop. And um, they go to the playoff. And, uh, of course, Spieth ends up ends up winning because they both hit it short in the bunker. Right. And Cantlay was, like, plugged. Like, and once you saw that lie, you're like, all right, this dude's done. Like, there's no way he's getting this within 30 feet. And he couldn't. And uh, Spieth almost almost hold it out. And, and he gets the win. And, really, I don't know if you saw the coverage on Saturday, but he literally missed a 10 – 10 inch putt. Like it was one of those deals where he Ooh. missed his first one and he goes up to just tap it in like really quickly. And it like sp- spun out. And this was on the 18th green. And he also missed a few other short ones. Like if he just made his short putts, he was going to win by like three or four anyway. Uh, he was probably playing, um, playing the best out of the contenders in terms of like the T to green game. Although Lowry was playing really well until he had those uh, hiccups on the back nine, but just, just overall in terms of the ball strike and speed really, really played. Uh, played great and you know he, he deserved the win so um, that was a, a great job out of him and in the winner's circle again and it was it was interesting because they said um, he had won last year on Easter Sunday at the Texas Open and obviously this past win um, was on Easter Sunday so next year Easter Sunday is on guess what tournament Dave Masters Masters so whoa if, if we're if yeah if we're looking into trends like that mm. maybe speed is is the bet for for next year at, at augusta i can't remember augusta ending on easter sunday maybe it's just you know the way the calendar uh, falls but i i can't I, I can't remember that in the past i could be wrong though yeah it's not it's not frequent but i i think i remember one or two of them i mean there's one time where easter was on a it was in may so that's never out of the ta- out of the question to have a masters on an easter sunday so Easter just is all over the place. Yeah, Easter is weird. Like sometimes yeah. it's like in March, sometimes it's in April. Like mm-hmm. it's like, you know, come on, make up your mind. But I don't make... know, whatever. <laughs> just, just follow the calendar for what it is. But um, yeah, that that'll be that'll be interesting. So yes, yeah, Spieth was was really struggling for most of the year, and um, this was a, this was a good win for him. So yeah, uh, I was I was 
Glad for him to get it. I think if we step it back like a few more years, like it took a really long time for Speed to win anything. And then I think it was uh, either the one that you mentioned uh, about a year ago or even a yeah, year the Texas before. Open. He, like, yeah. I don't think he had won for like three or four years. Yeah, he, okay. He so the Texas Open was the one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it was last year he won. Yeah. yeah. So that was that in and of itself was huge. And to have him win a year later, I think that's incredibly huge. I think it's great to see that. Um, so just to step back on some of the other things, like you, you're also right about I didn't think that was going to hold up either. I like. Yeah, like there were like seven holes to go for everybody else, and just a lot of one thing after another with like some of these folks who were there, and <clears throat> and the comments on the on Lowry. That was just a tough break. Like that's that's a tiny hole. Like it, it maybe the whole distance might have been like the distance from like the pond to where he was might have been at the most thirty yards at the most at the most. It's probably less. So like you had to put real English on that chip to really get something good out of it. It's just a bad break. Like you know. He uh, one foot less, and it's probably a great, it's probably a great chip. So I felt bad. Yeah, they for say him. golf's a game of inches. I mean, yeah. that's a perfect example right yeah. there. Yeah, but one, yeah, uh, it was a good tournament. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I enjoy watching it every week. But this one, this one was was definitely a good a good event. Yeah, it was a it was a greatly situated for Easter Sunday. Like I was watching some yeah, of the, a lot of exactly. That, yeah, like watching that with my dad and the family was around. Like it was always good. it was a good time. So. um no, I you all ta- you all tease this and it it absolutely delivered, and we'll look ahead to some tournaments down the line, and then we're getting pretty close to like, the PGA, which is next month. So, yep. so we have uh, four tournaments before the PGA. So we have this week's event is the team, mm-hmm. the team challenge in uh, New Orleans. Um, then we have the Mexico Open. Uh, then we have the, we actually didn't mention this one last week. I was. I had forgotten the schedule. It's the Wells Fargo, which is usually played at Quail Hollow Club in North Carolina. That's hosting the President's Cup. So they're going to this course in Maryland, um, uh, TPC at, I think, Avenals, it's called, or, or something like that. It hosted a tour event for a long time, and then it got remodeled, and then it, it, the event went away. But now it's like kind of a one-off this year. It's a pretty pretty difficult course, so that'll be an interesting tournament to watch. And then the uh, AT&T, Byron Nelson, I did mention that one. Don't waste your time with that tournament. That's going to be horrible. Um, I mean, you know, us sickos that watch golf every week will watch it, but for the casual fan, like, don't don't waste your time with that one. It's going to be bad. It's going to yeah. be a bad tournament. Um, and then the PGA is, is the following week at, at Southern Hills. So, yeah, good, good, definitely a good stretch of golf coming up. So, yeah, for sure. I'm actually really interested in this team, team tournament this week. Um, it's actually a surprisingly good field. I don't know if you saw, like, the time top teams dave that are playing um so i'll give you the like the top five teams so it's <laughs> so we talked about this last week ryan palmer gets to play with scotty scheffler I, that, that's you know i don't know how he he worked that every year he plays like the number one player in the world that's like the rule here at this tournament i guess he played with rom last year and then he played with speed the year before that so like he just gets you know partnered up with like whoever's playing the best right you know at the present time but so they're a team um, you have Hovland and Morikawa. That's a phenomenal team. Cantlay and Shoffley, another just phenomenal team. But I think that's a better team than Hovland and Morikawa because those both of those guys are great with their uh, iron shots, but their their short games are struggling. Um, and in the one of the formats of this tournament is alternate shot. So for the layperson, if you don't know what that means, so for example, Dave, if me and you were playing it. I would hit my tee shot wherever it went. You would have to play the next shot. So it's not like you're not playing your own ball. Like the team is just playing one ball through the hole. Um, so that's the format for two of the rounds. And it's very, very difficult. Like you don't see more than like, I want to say three under or four under is the, is the lowest score in that, in that format. Um, so you want, you want players that kind of match like the similar skill sets or if one guy, you know, isn't really good on driving. Well, you want to, you want to save him for like the, sh- the iron shots and the other guy is, is driving. There's a lot of strategy to it. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I don't like that Holland and Morikawa team to do well in that alternate shot uh, format, just because of the, the, sh- the weak short game. Um, and then the other top teams are uh, Cameron Smith and Mark Leishman. Uh, they won last year. So they're, they're back to defend their title, Sam Burns and, and Billy Horschel, um, Ian Poulter and Shane Lowry. Uh, Sergio Garcia and Tommy Fleetwood, and then uh, the team Chile. I, I like this team: Joaquin Neiman and Neiman. Pereira. So, yeah, Neiman and Pereira, and then uh, Gooch and Homa is a, is a solid team. And then I guess the last one I'll mention is Bubba Watson and Harold Varner. I don't know how they got paired up, but um, they're a team. So, yeah, very very interesting. 
Uh, and then the other format, so I, like I said, the two rounds are alternate shot. And then the other two rounds are, it's called four ball, which okay. is exactly what it means. Everyone plays their own ball. So again, if me and you were on the team, Dave, you would play your ball through the hole. I would play my my own ball. And whoever had the better score between us, that's what we would record. So if you made a par and I made a birdie, we'd take my score for our team. So as you can imagine, like you have two professional golfers getting like, you know, a chance at, at scoring. The scores are much, much lower in that one. That's like, you know, you would see like 10 under, 12 under for that format. So that's where you want to make your scoring. And then the alternate shot is where you kind of just want to hang on and shoot par or maybe one under. It would be it would be a good score. So it's a really interesting format. So I'm definitely looking forward to watching that this weekend. Yeah, I mean, there could be a lot of juice with that. I like it. I like it a lot. That's pretty cool. So thanks for letting us know about it. The, the the different formats will or, or make that pretty interesting. It's kind of like a match play, similar scenario. It's like, it's different. Yeah, I like when they, they throw in some just, you know, some wrinkles. I don't really know what other format. Oh, they do like the Stableford scoring. I don't know if you've seen that one before. It's at some random, it's like at an opposite event from a major, but they do like, instead of under par, you get points. So like if you birdie, you get like three points. Mm-hmm. So like the, the leaderboard is, is plus like 65. You're like, oh man, this guy sucks. Like, no, it's not like his 65 over par. He has 65 points. So that's like the uh, other kind of different format that they do on the tour. So it's like those three, like the, the team format, the match play, and then that stable for it. So I don't know. I, I kind of like throwing in a little different different thing every once in a while. I mean, the stroke play week after week is just kind of, you know, I mean, it is what it is, but it's nice to switch it up every once in a while. That, 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 that's, that's, I'm, I'm totally with you at that. I think, and it's a perfect time of the year for that too. It's like between the first major and the second major. So, you know, where it otherwise might be, like you said, it might be kind of dull, but, but doing these ex- these alternative formats spices it up for sure. It really does. So, all right. That's a pretty good place to end. I, I mean, definitely a lot of juice in golf and, I mentioned at the top of the show we have the the NBA playoffs underway. The Stanley Cup playoffs haven't started yet because they started their season so late. So it's going to be a while. Yeah, that's get... crazy. So that's going to go into like almost the fourth of July, yeah. basically the Stanley Cup, which which is fine because then you're going to like the NBA will end in June and then you'll get another a month of you know of NHL. So I'm okay with that. The NBA playoffs have been really interesting so far. I don't yeah, know like, totally. if you've done any like betting or whatnot. I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like <laughs> it was you know. The uh, I don't know. The, the, I had the Nets tonight. They were up like 17 points, and they just lost by like oh, 10. That I was, am so that angry crazy. about that. I, yeah, I'm not Andy like this. I don't. I don't wear it on my sleeve. But that was a very, very disgusting ending of that game. Yeah, it was like at some point in the fourth quarter, they were being outscored like 28 to six or something. It was crazy. Four like, points in nine minutes, John. Apart. That's just disgusting. I I am so yeah. upset. That, that's just. Uh. Very disappointing. Yeah, all these series have been have been interesting. We'll, yeah. we'll see what happens. But um, Pelicans, did you see that game last night? No, it was too late for me. But oh, I, okay. this morning, I was like, "Oh man, the Suns lost," and then I saw that Devin Booker got hurt. So, I mean, I would think they should still be able to beat the Pelicans. But hey, you know what? Crazy stuff happens. You know, I, I don't know. I'm not. I certainly wouldn't uh, wouldn't be like absolutely shocked now. I guess if, if the Pelicans won the series because they stole a home, they stole a road game. So. That's what they say. Like the series doesn't start until someone, until someone wins on the road. Yeah, you're the one right. series bet I did do, um, it was probably a square, really square bet. I hope it doesn't come back to burn me. But I took the Bucks to win minus two and a half games. So if they win four one or four zero, I'll win my, I'll win that bet. I think that has, I think that's a that's a deep. I mean, I probably would have made the same call. Chicago is up nine and nothing to start the game over here. In yeah, Milwaukee. I've seen wow. that. It's great. I'm, wow. I've been doing some, like some first quarter bets, like for mm-hmm. the for the favorites, and it had been paying off. I'm glad I didn't do I didn't do this one. That's a tough one. It was a tough call. Like I was thinking, oh, the Bucks are probably going to stomp them tonight, so I didn't I didn't take it. But normally I would have taken the Bulls if, if without the context. I would have been yeah, I'd totally take the Bulls. Yeah, I think... looks like we have to flip over to, like to the Sixers and Raptors game. It looks like it's getting pretty good though. That one's like yep. in the, almost in the fourth quarter. One point game, yeah, good spot. Yeah, I'll have to. Yeah, well, actually, my Hulu service doesn't have NBA TV, which is crazy. Oh, so right. I'll have to have to bum off somebody for for that one. But I'll be I should be able to do it. But um, so actually, one more thing, Dave. So okay. it was interesting. Like I was just bored, you know, you know, just trying to find whatever on Netflix. So I started watching this series on Formula One. 
oh my goodness, like that's just the craziest sport ever. Like I knew it, it existed, but, but man, like what drama and like just craziness that happens in that in politics really that goes on in that sport, uh, Formula One. So I'm gonna have to start watching these races now and maybe betting on them. Are you into that at all? Or, or that, like you... I I'm not so much, but I did see one. <clears throat> I did see one series about Le Mans, which is not the same thing at all. It's completely different, like different cars, different people. But but I can imagine there's there is a lot of drama in that, too. So I, I figure something on Formula One with a lot of money. There's a lot of money involved in. in Formula oh, yeah, One. absolutely. That's yeah. yeah that. Yeah. But yeah. it's like I would not say I would ever watch NASCAR, but it's just like it's like a it's like a I don't know more elitist version i guess you would say i don't know <laughs> no no I, um, don't 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 feel don't apologize for that statement that's a very accurate point it's very accurate yeah, yeah. It just yeah it's really it was really interesting and plus there's not that there's only like 20 there's only 20 drivers in each race so it's not like you have to follow like you know 100 racers and they they race every week and they race or not every week every couple of weeks and they race all around the world too like there's different tracks and like there's all sorts of strategy involved really really interesting so i, I finished the netflix series so i'm gonna have to the next race is this weekend, so I'm gonna have to start uh, start watching that um, more closely. And the good news is, it's kind of in the it's in the mornings, so uh, it's on Sunday mornings, so it's like at eight or nine my time. Um, so it's a good thing to kind of wake up. You can watch that. You can watch a little soccer. Like I got all the international sports here going, so it's a it's a good time. It's lovely. I love it. Yeah. And let me know how that goes, because I I'm I I hopefully there's juice. Hopefully it's worth your worth yeah, your time. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like, I mean, visually it's stunning, you know, like all these tracks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. It's pretty cool. So, yeah, I've been hearing so much about that series. I think Tommy mentioned it too. So I, I need to get on that. I say this. Yeah. Watch the net. Yeah. Definitely don't like watch the race. Just go into it. Like watch the Netflix series first. Cause then you get to, you got a feel for it. How long is it? Is it, is it like a entire series? Uh, It's four, it's four seasons. And then there's like eight or nine episodes in, in each season. But okay. the episodes aren't that long. They're like thirty-five to forty okay. minutes. Okay. Okay. That's 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 gettable. I can do. I could probably work with that. Yeah. It, you know, it just took me like three weeks. Okay. So. Yeah, that's about right. Like if that's, like if I were to commit to it, I could probably do it in like three weeks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'm glad that was a cool series though. Like that's great. Now it sets you up for Formula One on TV. That's pretty good. And then, are you good enough with it? Like, do you know enough about it where you could like bet? Where you feel like you could have a good no? <laughs> well, I mean, come on, Dave. I bet on shit that I don't know about anyway. So it, it's never stopped, <laughs> or don't that's know true. that much about. It. I mean, that's never stopped me before. So I, absolutely, I you know even if I just like Google like picks for this weekend's race, like at least I know what they're talking about now, and I can like maybe tail someone's picks, but at least I'll know what's going on. I mean, yeah. I don't have like the absolutely in-depth knowledge that some of these people have about like the various strategies and whatnot. At least I'll know who they're talking about when I go to make the wager. It's significant. Uh, so, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. That betting, betting will be had for sure. I love yes. that. I love that. So, um, appreciate you bringing that up. That's pretty cool. This is a good week to do all this stuff. Like I'm really glad we got into this tonight. Like a lot of, a lot of good stuff we got into here this evening. So, uh, that's it for tonight. I, I, I would like to thank everybody here for, for tuning in and, and next week we'll do the draft preview with Ron. Um, do you do draft stuff normally? Like I haven't had you on for the draft coverage much, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I love watching college football, obviously, mm-hmm. but I just, the draft is a different, it's a different thing because I'm not like, I'm not into analyzing like the prospects and all those kind of things. So I honestly wouldn't really be able to contribute that much. So okay. um, I'll have to let Ron do the, be the expert expert for that show. And, um, you know, I can return the following week or, or whenever after that for, you know, to recap, um, you know, to talk about any if, if there's other big moves. And, um, you know, I mean, I could discuss like the results of the draft of those trades and, and that kind of thing. But the actual, um, you know, prospects, you know, that's kind of not my thing. No, um, no worries. And no then worries. The, the, the schedule will be coming out soon, too. So we'll have, definitely have to talk about. Oh, yeah. The NFL schedule as well. So, yeah, a lot, that'll be definitely definitely stuff to talk about in terms of the world of football yeah it, we're in a good spot i think that the uh the fun is just beginning on the show like we have so much juice to come like the next like five weeks are going to be great like then we have more like then we'll, we'll update you in the debo news and there'll be there'll be a lot to get into so the schedule definitely a big part of it so we'll do it yeah <clears throat> so folks Thanks again. And John, thank you for, for your time. I appreciate you hanging out and uh, getting into all the scenarios. And uh, as I always say, good luck to all your action, whatever they, wherever it may be. 
all the sports and all the stuff one and done scenarios if you have that in the golf oh yeah I love it so thanks again all right Dave well, yeah thanks for having me on and uh, we'll catch up soon you bet John thanks so much take care all right so let's um so that yeah John it was, it was really great to John for, great for John to hang out with us tonight just to to flush that out and <clears throat> um it was a fun show so well, let's 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 do it. I think we're gonna have a show under an hour for the first time in quite some time. <laughs> so I say good night. Thank you very much for your, your participation, everybody. We'll be back next week, as we mentioned, with the complete draft preview with our friend Ron in New Jersey. It should be a really good show, and uh, we hope you can be there for it. But in the meanwhile, you can stay up to date with what we're all doing by following us at Dead Cow on Twitter. And um, if you want to, if you missed any episodes on the podcast side, look for us at ditcow.com. Uh, and if you want to check the video replays there at YouTube, look for Dave from City Out West there or Ditcow Network. I'm Dave Medina. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and we'll see you next time.